RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Hello, pretty ladies, and welcome to Instant Pretty Podcast. I'm Talia Keene, your host. And I'm Abby Kiefer, your other host. Yes, other host. Our co-hosts, right? Right. We we be co-hosts. Today, we are continuing our wedding series with award-winning photographer Melody Purcell. She is owner of Angel Wings Photography. Although she primarily shoots weddings, often she continues to work with the clients from engagement through their growing families. Her career started in Atlanta as a featured photographer for some of the top venues in the metro area. During this time, she expanded to food photography for the incredible culinary scene. When she moved to Nashville, she became more involved in shooting musicians, album covers, and professional athletes. Melody currently resides on the east coast of Florida, photographing national and internationally on location weddings and special events. Welcome, Melody. Thank you. Welcome, Melody. Okay, so talk to us uh, about how you got started in photography, Mel. Well, I was a dance teacher. I taught ballet, tap, and jazz. And one day, at a dance recital that I was directing in Marietta, Georgia, the photographer didn't show up. And we had all these girls dressed in their buns and their tutus waiting to be photographed with no photographer. So my dad was a darkroom photographer. I grew up with a camera in hand, and so I said, I'll do it. Well, so I started photographing, and my the director basically said, well, let's save money and have you do it every year. So for the first couple of years, I started shooting all the kids and the dance recitals. And then one day, a mom asked me, would I be interested in doing like a backyard wedding for her daughter? They were trying to save some money. I had never done a wedding before. I said, sure. It was film back then, so film photography. So I went and took my, my little Nikon, photographed a wedding, and I was in love. I just, I loved the challenge. I loved the, I work really well under pressure. And I just liked, I love working with, you know, tons of different personalities. And then by the end of the night, I realized I really love working with drunk people. (laughs) I do well with them. So it worked out. A particular niche. That's where I, (laughs) yes. Drunk people is definitely on the list. So, Um, So that's where I started. This is bringing us to this next question too. What did attract you particularly to wedding photography? I love working with people. Um, I love working with different personalities. I like adapting to anything that can go wrong or right throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want me to be totally honest, I love being in control. And being at a wedding, I, it was something where I could take complete control, boss people around all day in a really, in a really polite manner and get paid for it. So I just loved <laughs> it. I loved hang I love the beauty of it. And I'm also a romantic. And I just knew being at a wedding... I love to capture moments that you don't think I'm going to capture and right. the beauty of the wedding and people being in love. And so, I don't know, I just loved all everything about it. That's that's really so. nice. What would you say is your signature, signature style when documenting the big day? Um, I would say I'm a photo, I'm photojournalistic. Um, I don't know a better word to say I like to capture moments. Not I, I do the traditional photos because I know we have to have the mantle shots for mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love capturing moments that I don't think you're going to be able to, um, you know, something if you went back and looked at your album, you would be like, oh, my God. And I like to capture every moment of the day. So if you open your gallery and look at your pictures, you're going to be able to tell the entire story mm-hmm. in my photos. So I'm a storyteller, I guess. That's great. I've done um, actually quite a bit of weddings with you over the years as a stylist and sometimes a makeup artist with you as well. I always have a ton of fun 
when I work with you. You have uh, just a great connection with people. And you definitely make people feel really comfortable in front of the camera. And I think that is one of your huge assets that I've seen over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, because even people, you know, it's it's nerve-wracking for, yes, the bride and, and the groom in some way. But usually, wouldn't you agree, those, are, those tend to be the most calm on their wedding day? And it's maybe yes, the mothers. It's, every, it's everybody and, else. Um, and part of the problem is, is that you have... You, it's something that you've been planning for for so long and your expectations for wanting it to be so perfect and you can't find that one person that you can make eye contact with across the room and they can calm you down and that's where I come in. Right. And I try to make sure that every single time the first thing I do is go to a bride. I make sure there's if it's not happening, I make sure the dress is hanging up where she can see it somewhere pretty and music is on. Mm-hmm. And then I, I always try to... I try to get champagne out and do shots with the the bride and the and the girls and try to get the party going because that's where they forget those parts matter leading up to the ceremony. It's all those little moments that mm-hmm. people forget because everybody's trying to get their hair right. done and their makeup done and get decorated and you know. So that's where I come in. And you use a lot of humor. I've I noticed do. as well. And I have not seen anyone in my experience working with you on some of the weddings that um, that hasn't responded well to it. It's in my contract. <laughs> if you don't like sarcasm and humor, don't hire me. <laughs> Perfect. So do you have any suggestions for brides-to-be about expectations? So so you've been doing this for quite some time now. So you must see these... 18 years. These redundant themes that mm-hmm. appro- that or psychological elements that develop. Um, do you have any suggestions to the brides-to-be to kind of mitigate some of their expectations find the vendors that make a good fit for you interview them ask them questions and make sure your personalities match when you get behind a camera you want to be able to connect with your photographer Um, a part of a photographer's job is not just posing and making sure you look good in a photo and flattering it's making sure that you can connect with a camera still be comfortable with your groom and your friends and your family without having to be nervous and so let once you find that fit once you find your perfect photographer when you walk in to your big day you want to be able to let everything else go and let your trust your vendors trust that i'm going to be able to do what you've asked me to do the style that you picked and then let it go Mm -hmm. grab some champagne enjoy the moments and let me capture them i have i tend to see a lot of brides that have these expectations of this Pinterest, we call it the Pinterest days, where they get on Pinterest and they look at their dream wedding on Instagram and Pinterest, and so they don't know how to relax on their wedding day because they're so worried about what's being captured or what the DJ's doing or is my makeup perfect, and you need to be able to, when you hire them, trust that you knew what you were doing, trust yourself and trust your vendors Mm -hmm. and let everything else go. And I'm sure that people who are, untrusting that can you can see that in the pictures you know if someone's not comfortable with you and doesn't have complete trust in you i could see them being like a little bit more closed off and shit and you know yes if withdrawn you're not, yeah if you're not comfortable in your photo immediately i stop and i try to find a way to use humor um get a story going a lot of times i'll get the grooms to start telling me how they met and then she'll smile and start laughing and then i, I make a little joke and then we're back we're back there connecting again mm-hmm. But if you if you are nervous and you don't trust the people you hired, it is hard to capture. For sure. Well, and, and you had to be in that role as well because your daughter was married last year. And, of course, I you're hate, not... I hated that side of the camera. 
Right. I that mean, it was terrible. really difficult for you, but you did. Hard. You had to just stop and just trust and let it go. Your photographer yep. it took me five and a half months to hire that photographer. Wow. Really. I went through, yes, I went through a lot of photographer interviews before I found somebody. And it wasn't that their work wasn't good. It was that I needed somebody that understood our family because our family is very sarcastic, very fun. I needed somebody that could connect. I wanted a photographer that would get out on the dance floor and dance with us. Right. That's what I was looking for. And so it took a long time to find that. So, um, Well, how closely do you work with wedding planners in this process? They're the first people I go see. Okay. Um, I see, well, sorry, second. I see the bride first. Make sure the room's set up the way I know that will help her. And then I find the wedding planners or coordinators because those guys, we're going to be best friends for 12 hours. And I want to make sure, I, I, I need to know, meet them right away and see what personality they have. Do I need to tone it down? Do I need to go change my shirt? Mm-hmm. You know, I have to, it's all of those details matter. And so I talk to them, I get to know them, make good friends with them right so, away. Because they're important. They make the day happen. So. With this with this uh, subject that we're talking about too, mm-hmm. there's a couple of different scenarios with a professional photographer. Either you are considered a featured photographer at a venue that you're used to working with the planner, right, the house planner, Correct. so to speak, or the venue planner, and or you're meeting them for the first time that right. day, or do you have any interactions with them leading up to the wedding? It's, every wedding's different. There is a lot of planners that are on top of their game, and they will call me a month or two before, and we will sit down and we'll have coffee, make a connection, and get to know each other. There are a lot of planners that don't do that. I just have to walk in, take a deep breath, and hope we get along and have a good day together and work well together, and I meet them right away there. My favorite are the are all-inclusive venues because mm-hmm. that's where those where I'm featured there, which I have six. I have three in Atlanta, two in Florida, and one in Nashville. And those venues, I am a featured vendor, so I work there a lot all the time. Right. So they know me. Yeah, they call me up, and they know I'm, they know my style. I know their style. And we work really well together. So how do you cool. keep it fresh when you shoot at a venue over and over again? It's just that is mind. very hard. It's it's it is part of the challenge of doing what you do. Um, first looks are a big deal. We like to ha- bring bride and groom out and let them meet, see each other for the first time before the ceremony. Mm-hmm. That's, that is my favorite part of a day. And those help keep, um, keep things fresh because I can use different parts of the grounds. And also, you got to remember, bride and groom help because you may be at the same venue, but you're not photographing the same people. You mean if they're good looking or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, that helps. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't say that. Good <laughs> Um, we, but everybody photographs differently. There's some people that don't pose well in front of a camera, and you have a little bit more traditional style. So the right. pictures are going to look different in front of this tree. And then right. you got people that want to get in the tree. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that tree is going to look different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you got tree that people that hate trees, and then we're going to be on the front porch. You're never even going to know that tree was there. That's a different, but it's all the same venue. Totally. Right. So we try to. The weather makes a big difference. Right. I have to tell you, there was a place, Roswell Founders Hall. I worked there for 11 years. Well, they recently closed. It was super sad. They it was were, a beautiful place. They were all my best friends. You photographed with me a few mm-hmm. times there, did some makeup there. and But that was the hardest place for me to photograph. Even though I was the most comfortable there, it it, was, it took a lot to get creative because they I was a, there yeah. every month for a long, long time. So. Plus the grounds weren't that that big there. No, very I mean, it small. it was a parking lot in the mm-hmm. back, basically. You had a little bit of a... I was so popular there, though. I just started giving him suggestions. I was like, can we add a tree? <laughs> Take out this parking lot? 
help me out, guys. Take I'm going to be here next lot. week. I'm going to get creative here. I'm bringing some props. Uh, and I'm sure um, the wedding themes can help with keeping things um, yes. different. So um, what are some popular wedding themes that you've that you've seen? Um, Pretty in Pink is big this year. I'm not sure why it's coming back. Like the 80s movie? <laughs> okay. Almost. It's like, very, remember back when events were all pink? It's like that. It's like you mean that. in Puffy Sleeves? I haven't seen those yet, please God. Yeah, well, no, you, they're in your wedding photos. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a secret? <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, but yeah, Pretty in Pink is big. Farm weddings are a huge mm-hmm. theme, so the rustic theme is huge. That's, the, that's been going on for yep. quite some time, wouldn't you say? Yep. And actually, so you know how we're all seeing all the 80s clothes again, right? Yeah. Well, that's the bling blings coming back. So that I just did a, we- a club wedding recently, and it was blinged out, wow. 80s style, blinged out with the with the old school backdrop, photo backdrops, and it was so it, it, huh. it it's so it's. I've done every possible theme you can imagine. I've done a Star Wars theme. <laughs> I have done, um, it's true, it's happened. Um, yeah, and I've done all the way to the basic just beach theme, you know, easy seashells. And and then you've done a different variety of religious religious organizations, such as Catholic Church, Indian yes. wedding, mm-hmm. you know, the, what Protestant, those sort of things too. I've so the every, environment's a little different. Uh, almost everyone, yeah. My favorite was a Greek wedding. Greek Orthodox was one of my favorite. It was the longest wedding I've ever done. It was 27 hours. <laughs> Straight. Straight? And, well, I slept for a little bit. Oh, my God. The cot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was three weddings that day because they were honoring a bunch of different religions in one. Um, mm. But it was it was pretty amazing. It was one of my favorites. That's so. crazy. Yeah. Um, so besides that one, what are some other memorable weddings that you shot, good and bad? <sighs> okay. Well, good. I would say my favorite wedding that I've ever done was I went to Puerto Rico. I got flown out to Puerto Rico to do a wedding and ended up spending five days there. We photographed kind of their whole week. It was super fun. I trained my husband really quick on a camera and brought him as my second shooter (laughs) for obvious reasons. It's Puerto Rico. (laughs) Um, And my, I'd say probably my worst wedding I've ever done was it was a rainy day wedding and this is actually cool, kind of cool it was the worst wedding I've ever done terrible venue old church with green carpet bad lighting it was really dark outside and they were it was just it was no light we had to buy a generator to hook up our lights it was just a bad day all around and the bride was super upset that it was raining but it, so I sent my assistant to Target down the street and got clear umbrellas and we bought 10 pair of rain boots oh, and we cute. brought them back and we put the whole wedding, all the girls had oh, the girls cute. tied their dresses up in a knot. We put rain boots on them and everybody was under umbrellas with the groomsmen. Oh, that's and cute. we ended up having some of the best wedding photos came out of that wow. really bad experience. And that is one thing that I'm good at is adapting to whatever happens, mm-hmm. good or bad. And, you know, that was actually one of the first weddings I ever drank at. <laughs> Drinking on the job. I do remember that. The bride was like, you need a drink. And I was like, yes, I do. So do you. <laughs> um, so how much editing goes into the final wedding album? And how can clients mitigate ahead of time to cut down on all the editing? So every wedding is different. Um, if it's un- This is how I gauge it. Under 65 guests small wedding party, small event, you're looking at 
um, a week or so of editing and a, it's about a two-week turnaround to get your photos back. Um, bigger, anything over 65 guests, we usually, I give a four to six week turnaround based on my season. So how, right. if I have seven weddings in two weeks, you're going to be around four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have three weddings, I try to do two to four weeks. So it's, editing is a process. And here's what makes me a little bit different than a lot of photographers. Um, everybody has their style. I don't love adding a lot to the photo. I like to give it filters and color pop, but I feel like if I can't capture the moment in my camera correctly with the right lighting and the right moment, and I have to add a bunch of stuff to it, then it takes away from you know, me as a photographer. So totally, my editing is, I would say about 20 hours of so I put in for the larger you know, events and then 10 hours for the smaller ones. So. Well, again, back to when I was doing styling at, at some of your weddings, there are certain things that you just can't edit out. And one of like my biggest pet peeves is when you have a bang that is split and it's not supposed to be split. Correct. Melanie knows this. Yes. It is a big pet peeve. Do I have that right now? <laughs> no, because oh, you started staring at my forehead. As, <laughs> no, uh, I'm looking at your eyes. I'm, uh, eyes okay. up here. Eyes up here. Eyes up. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, but then like a collar being flipped or them having a... Um, like a program in their pocket, all mm-hmm. those sort of things when you're doing these large group pr- photos of the whole wedding party, it's really challenging. Yes. And you're one, you know, you're the photographer and you're kind of in, in charge of seeing details. all those little details yep. and nuances and getting everyone to look ahead and, you know, following your direction. <clears throat> so there is, there are certain things that just can't be right. be hidden. We talked about on our last episode about good, healthy skincare to help again mitigate the editing process when if you have a lot of acne or some sort of blemishes now you can do a lot in the editing mm-hmm. side with the skin Correct. skin tone that sort of thing but you know are you going to be able to i don't know take out a hickey i don't know you know certain things like this what about some of these challenges that you that you see so there's two sides to that one would be i bring in i i do not believe in shooting alone so whether you pay for a second shooter or not, if, if you can't afford a second shooter, which is in one of our packages, I try to bring an intern that's learning to help me with mm-hmm. the smaller stuff, and then I just pay them anyway. Um, you're not going to get the photos that you want to pay for for a second lead shooter, but they are, they're still qualified, and they help me with that, with, hey, there's a program in your pocket. There's a hair thing on her wrist. Because mm-hmm. editing a hair thing, a oh hair God. band out of a wrist, is about a three-hour process because you're matching skin color. Right. You're matching even all the way down. Because if you blew it up, you'd be able to tell that the hair was going the wrong way. If right. You just it looks copy like and Frank- from another <laughs> It looks arm. like Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. That's like, right. What um, happened to my wrist? A man hand. <laughs> yeah. That's my friend Liz's yes. biggest pet peeve. She'll be on the podcast. She works uh, as an event designer, but hair ties on the wrist, like, yeah. kill her. Me too. And so, or, and collars up and stuff. So yeah. you have, so that side of it would be having them, that's kind of, it's my job as a photographer and a lead shooter to look for that. But if you have a wedding party of 23 people, yeah. you need difficult. a second eye. So that's one aspect. The other aspect is I, you'd be surprised how many, I've had people that I had to Photoshop a tooth in. <laughs> I mean, I had a groomsman one time that got in a bar fight at their bachelor party oh, and he man. lost his front, his front right tooth. And I had to put a tooth in. Did you make it like a little, like, 
stained a little, like so super realistic. I, what I did was I put a gold tooth in. I was just about to say a gold tooth. <laughs> we call him Gold Tooth McGee. <laughs> um, so you no, talked about moral of the story. <laughs> you talked about yeah. having an intern for um, pricing different packages. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about your packages and pricing structure and what a client can expect to pay for an event. Okay, so I have a thing that I started a couple of years ago. I. I do. Ha- I offer four packages, anywhere from seventeen hundred dollars up to four thousand dollars, and each package is different. And it, it one has an engagement shoot in it, one has an engagement and a bridal shoot. You can add a boudoir session. Um, so then I also started this new custom packaging where you can just, if you have the time and you don't want to just book online like a lot of brides do these days, you want to meet with me. We talk about your wedding, give me a budget, tell me what you're looking for. We customize a package that is for you it's it's fit just for you it's for what you need and it's all the way from budget to if you tell me you have 300 guests coming and I say okay well you need us there for 10 hours you need a second shooter we probably need to get to if you tell me you have a nervous groom that doesn't photograph well then we need to do engagements Mm -hmm. because that's where I get to know him Mm -hmm. right Um, if you want to do a bridal shoot where I put you in your dress a week before and you can get mock hair and makeup Mm -hmm. that's important so it just it really depends on the bride I love to talk to my brides and get to know them I don't like my favorite is not booking online I do a lot of them now because the world's different, but I try to get my brides to get to know me first and make sure we're a good fit, and then I work out a package for them. So. That's awesome. Um, and when can cli- most clients expect to get their final photo gallery? Two to four weeks for smaller weddings and four to six weeks. I never, ever go over six weeks unless, you know, Hurricane Irma hits again. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> Which, that's pretty much, you know, it would need to be something pretty serious, so. And what are some good websites for brides to find a good photographer? Like, what websites are you on? What, what websites do you recommend? Wedding Wire I've been on for 11 years. I have 180 view, reviews on there. Awesome. And The Knot I've been on for five years. Those two are amazing. There's a lot of other ones out there, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you have to do is look up wedding. Just type in in Google wedding sites, and now everybody does it, and you can get... You can find photographer. You can find your whole wedding, and you can build a website and put your engagement photos up there and your hotel mm. information. So, yeah, there's tons of them, but those are the top two. So how important are reviews for a photographer? I mean, I, I, this is a question that I kind of know the answer as far as, of course, they're important. Right. Um, but, like, specifically to your industry and how it's changed and evolved over the years along with the social media, what platforms are you finding that people use the most and what's important for them if they ha- get your services to be helpful with reviews? What sort of social media platforms are common? Facebook is huge. Um, leaving reviews, um, you, you can give it a star or you can just give it a do you recommend. Uh, we love Facebook because it they, people can share it. And we love to hear what you guys thought of us. Mm-hmm. You know, reviews help me get be better. Um, I take the good and the bad. When I first started, I had a very hard time if there was ever issues. And now, you know, 18 years into this, I've realized that also helps us grow. Right. Not everything's going to be perfect. Right. And I'm not, I'm human. So I'm not perfect. And I've learned over the years. You know, there's a few things that I've changed with reviews. Like I had a, a bride that her review was... we. The photos were stunning. They were the best photos. She couldn't have imagined anything else, but she was disappointed that I wore leggings to her wedding. Right. So 
That's a down with the expectation things. I right. Mean, you've Bring got a ex- squat. You gotta, sometimes get you on the You want me ground. to wear pants and squat right. at your wedding. Just trust me. Yeah. Uh, you don't. You want eyes to be on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, no mini skirts. There's some reviews that teach me, and I can make some changes. And there's some reviews like that where I just added in my contract. I wear leggings. Right. And that way. So, but the review was good, but it, the negative feedback just shows me. So now actually what that taught me is I talk to the bride first and say, what kind of event is it? And what do you prefer me to wear? And I try to adjust to make sure that they're happy also. That's but nice. reviews do help the negative and the positive side of it. They help me grow, but then I also love to be able to share and see when people are happy. So. You know, back to your point about the legging review, um, there's two things I'd like to say about that because we have another uh, guest in tomorrow that is a makeup artist for weddings and hair. And it's important for mobility for both you as the photographer and also a hairstylist and makeup artist. You're going to get a little dirty, things like that. Granted, the makeup artist isn't out and mingling with the crowd. I mean, I get that. But at the same time, there's different appropriate outfits that I think brides should expect out of somebody that needs the mobility like you do correct so i it would be very difficult for you to be in a dress and really capture some of the shots mm-hmm. that you capture i mean you I do a lot have of a hard time work. wearing dress pants because i need to be able to get in positions that i need to if i'm on a farm i need to be able to walk through a, a yeah. brush and so i wear boots to farm weddings i wear flip-flops to spring weddings um Beach you know weddings, obviously i don't yeah. wear you know bright yellow flip-flops with glitter on it but mm-hmm. i i try to look at the kind of what you know i did a wedding in daytona a couple of weeks ago and i walked into the first set of it where the bride was getting her hair and makeup done hung out with them photographed with them but i was wearing leggings and a dark tank top and a uh i forgot what it's called like a shrug, shrug? A sh- like a yeah, yeah a shrug a over it and i realized right away because the bride hadn't told me up front what kind of event it was that this was a crystal ball wedding. Oh, my mm. God. So I sent my second shooter down to Ross <laughs> and got a pair of black leggings, some black boots, and a black shirt. You'd be surprised how much money I spend. <laughs> six dollars at Ross. Six dollars. <laughs> and I just, and I changed my attire, not because, and so that I do, that's another thing is I do try to encourage my bride to tell me everything up front. Sure, of course. I need to know, if you're having a crystal ball wedding and you didn't tell me, I need to make sure I'm dressed for that. Right. You know, she said Daytona Beach venue was outside. So I was, you know, so those are the kind of details why I like to meet my bride and talk everything through. But yeah, attire is important. And I learned that over the years. I've made my mistakes and that's where you learn to adapt and And figure things out. Back to reviews too. The second part, what I was going to say is that we at our, at our studio, Lash Spa Studio, we, we have really great reviews and it really means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. Like we work very hard. And it's kind of natural for the staff because everyone is just a positive professional um, and want to please please the um, the clientele. But every now and then you do get just some crazy review that you just don't you know comes out of nowhere. So I mean I get that it's good to learn from your reviews, but there is an occasion where it just doesn't the yeah. dots don't connect yeah. with and some you of the can't reviews. Please, what I've tried to keep telling myself is this is a really big world, and you can't please everyone yeah. there's just there are going to be times that you did your best you did 100 percent, and it just wasn't good enough yep. and i don't i haven't had a lot of those thank god but i it is that is just how life is just a numbers game yep. it's a numbers game for sure so um 
We talked about reviews. What are some... This is actually... We like to ask a question here and there for the professional, not just for the listeners that may be having a wedding in the next, Mm -hmm. say, six months to a year. What about the newer photographers trying to break into the wedding industry? I mean, you started from basically ground zero, self-taught, and now you have thousands of weddings under your belt over the years. Um, What are some tips for newer photographers trying to break into the wedding side? Patience, patience, patience. It's super frustrating in this industry, feeling like you're not really gaining traction. But if you take your time and adapt to personalities and take whatever wedding you can, that doesn't mean do it for free. Right. But it does mean take it. Two things I did, good and wrong. Or good and bad. (laughs) Bad, I did a lot of free weddings in the beginning to try to build portfolio. Absolutely do not do that. Because you're worth, you're going to get what you pay for. And you'd be surprised how much harder you work and how much better they treat you knowing that you're doing a great service. That's a good point. Um, Good, I took everything and anything that anybody wanted me to photograph to train myself on all different types. That's why I can adapt to any situation because I didn't turn anything down based on lighting issue or I taught every time it was something I didn't know if I could do. I'd give myself a couple months before whatever that shoot was and I would train myself. I'd go online. I'd take a class. I would work and find a way to do it somewhere else so I could learn it. That's how I got into food photography was I had no clue how to shoot food. When Uber Eats wanted to hire me, I started going to restaurants and shooting food. And well, that was the second out. phase, though, because in Atlanta is where you did the major, you did food photography mm-hmm. for a lot of, there was a restaurant group that picked you up and you wound up photographing a lot of the yeah, new seafood, restaurants that were launching. Restaurant. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. fun. We ate there for free a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Work perks. Little, little yep. perk. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I would say just starting out, be really patient and take all the work you can get, but don't ever do it for free. Even if you just charge 50 bucks charge something Um, and then the third thing would be start with good equipment don't go cheap if you're ready to get to jump in and do this whether you have to get a small loan or borrow the money from a family member or save up do it Um, don't and don't quit your day job you know I see a lot of people that are like I want I could do this I have a lot of second shooters that used to work for me that said I could do this and make my own money and quit and they just quit everything buy a ten thousand dollar camera and Mm -hmm. try to do it and they're all you know a couple of them are working right now at different places just trying to pay off a camera. So right. you got to be patient, keep both jobs, work. I did that, you know, in Atlanta for a long time. I didn't go full-time till 2005, so. So um, you're a very compassionate person and selfless in a lot of ways. So this I wanted you to talk about because it not only melds your love of photography but also your love of charity. You did a stint in Haiti for a um, charity organization called Souls for Souls. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that time. My husband worked for a national charity called Souls for Souls, and he was only on the job. He had just started working there. He was only there like three months, maybe. And he called me up. He actually, I was still living in Atlanta, and he had had moved to Nashville to work for this company. I was still packing the house up to get there. And he called me and said, hey, uh, they're going to be calling you soon. They need a photographer to travel to Haiti and work with Kenneth Cole. Wow. Um, Kenneth Cole was partnering with Souls for Souls to mm-hmm. build a community center there. And they need a photographer to follow them around for seven days and document the whole week. And I was like, what? Okay. So side note of that story, my dad 
um, was a huge missionary in Haiti my whole life growing up for years and years and years. And when in the 1980s, he built three orphanages there, him and my mom, from the ground up, electrical, all the construction. He was the contractor. And I, my brother and sister got to go with him for months at a time, and I always had to stay home. I never, I was, according to them, I was fragile when I was young, <laughs> so I didn't, so I didn't get to go. Um, so that's just a side note of this. So it was super exciting for right. me when they said Haiti because oh, my whole life I'd always wanted to go, and so I went. I got a passport within. I had had four day notice. They needed me in four days to fly out. So I got my kids were younger then, so I had to get a little. Tally helped me out a lot that week and. We um, packed up, and I flew to Haiti and met Kenneth Cole and his wife, and the whole charity was there. My husband's boss was there that I hadn't even got a chance to meet yet. And we spent the week following around from orphanage to orphanage. Community centers um, was being built, so we got to see a lot of the how it was all going being constructed, where the kids were going to be. We got to meet tons and tons of really cool people that week. And, you know, the best part about it was, so, hey, we, went to, we flew into Port-au-Prince, and Haiti, you know, well, it wasn't that long a, a year after the earthquake. It was because it was it was seven months. So Haiti so it was still was just tense. The whole country was tent city, and it was just trash piles of trash everywhere, and tent cities, and lots and lots of homeless people and starving people. And so we got to um, we got to help with that a lot all week. And so the so the photographs were super amazing because it wasn't it was telling people's stories it wasn't just capturing what happened and what i loved about it was we actually got we had a guy named john from haiti that took us to all the beautiful parts of haiti that you don't see on tv Mm -hmm. and we got to see amazing parts of haiti of all these people that would come in and um and we got to document it they would come in and help all were helping a lot of the lower class and the people that didn't have anywhere to go or any food and so we got to document both sides of it the beauty and then the poverty and where they were mending together so mm-hmm. and i also found my long lost nanny there that i hadn't seen since no i was 12 way. oh my god that's so, amazing well that's yeah. an interesting story too because you were just on this road and did you feel like it was familiar or something no i had where, never been there so, Yep. There was something about this road, and then you realized your dad's orphanage was well. Right I was there. sitting at we were at an orphanage at the bottom of this hill, and the two people that were there were very young. They had moved there from Hawaii, sold everything, and adopted fourteen kids and bought this little orphanage. So it was a super cool wow. story. They were only twenty three and twenty seven. Oh my gosh! Like told their parents they were quitting school. Call like she quit college, and that they just this was their full time thing. And it, so I was just amazed at their story. And so then I started telling her my story. And she's like, oh, my God, do you know where that orphanage is? I'm like, no, this is a big country. And I didn't think in this seven-day period, I didn't even think about that. And she goes, well, tell me a little bit about it. And I said, well, it was called Canyon Orphanage. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I said, I, my, my nanny used to come to New York. My dad and her and my mom were best friends. And she, my dad was a big – he would fly to Haiti with her, and they'd fly back here. And she's like, are you talking about Gladys? And I'm like, Gladys Mecklenburg? And she goes, she's right there. <laughs> and she points up the hill, and I look up, and there's Canyon Orphanage. Oh, And I my said, gosh. is Gladys still alive? She goes, she still runs it with her husband, Roland. And I just started bawling. Oh, my God, how I amazing. I was hysterically crying, like, immediately. And then I scared a lot of Haitian men because I, like, jumped into their arms, and they were like, whoa. I was like, take me up there. And so we got in this little beat-up truck and drove up this hill, and... 
they wouldn't let us through the gate because it's super guarded up there, machine gun guarded. Yeah. And he was he got out and started talking in Creole and explained the situation. They let me in, and Gladys, I you, I could hear Gladys in the cafeteria yelling at all these kids, and I just was like, oh my gosh, Triggered. I'm twelve again. <laughs> Flashback. She comes out and opens the screen door, and she looks right at me, and she just starts screaming, Melodia, Melodia, where's your dad? Where's your dad? Like looking, Aww. couldn't figure out why I was there. Was super confused. Sure, hadn't seen her since I was twelve. Wow. She, how, why would I be in Haiti at her orphanage? <laughs> right. <laughs> and the. The most emotional part for me was when I walked into the cafeteria. She's crying. I'm crying. We're all the whole the whole orphanage is crying. My dad's photo is still up on the wall. Wow. Him and my mom. Oh my god! How on amazing. the main table where he used to sit, and it was just sitting on the wall there, a little eight by ten old frame. And so, and she gave me a tour of all the stuff that he did. And wow. It was just really cool. So such a great story. Yeah. yeah. So you're able to. I mean, so. just life, just kind of. Yeah. It was really fun. She's like, it's right there. Handed it to you that way. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, what a wonderful story. So we're going to actually move on to our top 10 uh, mel- Melody. <laughs> Melody's top 10. <laughs> rapid fire. Um, oh, Lord. So what this is is that some of these are personal. Some of these are about the, your professional um, business. And then some of that, them are city-centric. So you want to take it away? Number one, what is your favorite camera lens to camera and favorite lens to use and why uh nikon d800 mm-hmm. um, i love it because it's full frame and the lighting in it is amazing and then the lens would be a 50 millimeter because it's shoots quickly it's in focus it's a portrait lens and i use it for everything so. um with nikon is next year it's going to be the d900 <laughs> it doesn't matter the it's minute i buy a camera space. the next day they're like we got a new camera <laughs> and then now mine's obsolete so but it still works oh for yeah sure. it's never about the camera and the lens it's about the photographers my so. mom used to, i always wanted to get like a really nice set of makeup brushes when i was younger my mom would get me like these like cheapo ones or whatever but nothing stuck to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she she told me it's not the arrow, it's the Indian. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. Mm-hmm. Liz. But, but then once I started making my own money, I went out and bought a nice brush. <laughs> and, it did do say, a lot. and then you were like, <laughs> she's like, you lied. You lied Mom, all you this time. You lied. Yeah. So, what is your top wedding destination location? Would you say? And that could be what you find, either what you would love to to shoot or have shot shot in the past or. Perhaps for the brides, you know, what would you, what would you think would make a really excellent wedding location? If I had to say um, beauty-wise, some of the best ones are the all-inclusive um, farm venues. I love those, mm-hmm. just the setting and the mountains and the sunset. My favorite is if I had a dream des- destination wedding that I could shoot would be in Europe. I would love to go do something of any part of Europe. Nice. Um, but I love, we love doing elopements. So I love any destination wedding where you're coming out of town to get married. So elopements or small weddings are my favorite. So Great. So this next one, we're not going to try to throw anybody out of the bus. Mm-hmm. But what is a pet peeve you have when working with a client? Well, I hate eating vendor meals. In a small, <laughs> dark, very closet. cold closet <laughs> next to a couple vacuums, a few janitorial things, <laughs> all the chairs that nobody needed at your table. And, um, yeah, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I, I, have, I always have the door cracked, and I'm just like, 
I want some of that chicken. Instead, I opened up this old styrofoam box with an old sub from Publix, and I'm like, come on, guys, give me a little buffet. So I just added it in my contract. Perfect. There you go. The leggings and the food. Leggings, flip-flops, and food is all in my contract. I wear leggings, I tend to wear flip-flops, and I really would love to eat off your buffet. (laughs) We're going to spend 12 hours together. You want me to be happy. Feed me. Do not give me an old cookie that tastes like rubber. Okay, if you were to choose between a day wedding or a night wedding, which would it be? Evening weddings. Evening wedding. I just love the ambiance. Mm-hmm. I love, I just, I don't know, I love them. I love the sunset stuff. And I re, it, I love photographing drunk people at receptions, and it's super hard <laughs> to get people drunk at 3.30. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to need it to be after 7. Except, for some reason. These, except for Uncle Bob. Yeah, well, yeah, except for Uncle Bob. He's toast. He's been, he's been drunk since 10. <laughs> he's been drunk since last yeah. year. <laughs> But afternoon weddings, I, I love, obviously, lighting is a photographer's friend, so mm-hmm. those right. are easy. But I love having evening weddings where people stay and party. Those make the best photos. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, what do you do to unwind after a long day of shooting? I drink. <laughs> Uncle Bob? Me and Uncle Bob. We get a shot. In the closet. <laughs> I, start on the lo- my, I start on the way out of your wedding. So, yes, I do steal a drink. And then also, I That's stop. also in the contract. <laughs> very stop. fine print. Also, it's very fine print in the contract. That I, the photographer does get one shot. No. No, I get home and I usually drink a vodka cranberry or a bottle of wine. Not, not a bottle. <laughs> I mean. It slipped. I mean. <laughs> glass of wine, but yes. So I like d- to drink a glass of wine. And then it's weird. A lot of people... I've talked to a lot of photographers and they don't like to look at their photos till they're ready to edit them. But I, one thing that I do when I unwind is I like to open up the photos on my laptop and just kind of look revisit. through them and find my favorite shot and just, you know, so yeah, revisit what I did that day. I would say too, I, something like that, would you agree it is such a hustle day just, or even like working at a convention or anything like that, such hustle and noise and constant decision making. It's like quiet. It's oh, just When I get in that car, perfect. I immediately turn the music off. Because I've just listened to 75 hmm. different ways to do the Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> oh, no. And I have just hung out with all of your drunk friends who have asked me to marry them at least four times. <laughs> and I am just all day hustling and dealing with every personality yeah. and just having. Right. And we have tons of fun. It's why I love it. And the but adrenaline I do, of it. I'm immediately turn the radio off and I just drive home. Yeah. With, I don't answer my phone. And then I just get a drink and I look at the pictures and crash. So, um, beach or mountains? Beach. You know that. Yep. You are a beach girl. I am a beach girl. She she darkens about four shades in the. She, you naturally tan like. Yeah. My name changes over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you get you 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 fluctuate between four different shades easily. <laughs> it's incredible. I'm just. I'm your your I'm your tan in March. <laughs> and I'm about as tan as this piece of paper I'm reading off of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Favorite Atlanta location to shoot a wedding? I love Buckhead. I love the city. I love um, architecture. I like to be able to do some fun things with alleyways, and I don't know. I just love that. So I like to stick people in the middle of the street and stop a bus from hitting you. <laughs> grab that shot. <laughs> and her leggings it's yeah, on the ground. And my leggings, though. That's why I wear leggings right there. You don't even know. I have to roll across that cement, <laughs> pop up behind a bush. You don't want me in a skirt, let me just tell you. Uh, what about your favorite Nashville location? I do really, really love, um, the, so there's a venue there, Green Door Gourmet, where my daughter got married. 
I've been a featured vendor there for a few years. It's and very pretty. It's one of my favorites because you they have a they have a farm and a greenhouse and a vegetable store and a gardens on the left and then they have all this field and just beautiful area on the right and you got the mountains in front of you. It's just I love it. And they actually straight built a wedding barn. Oh, no separate way. to everything else and it's strictly for weddings and events and it's just how pretty yeah amazing. what about downtown nashville any places downtown like the was it the parthenon the pantheon parthenon is over is overshot I mean, yeah you try to go there on a saturday and photograph and all you're doing is photographing photographers <laughs> i mean there's like a million photographers there like that are you have to edit everybody out it's like ninja photographers back there <laughs> Like, so, um, one of my favorite places actually in downtown is there's a green wall, I think it's on 4th, right behind the Marriott there, and there's these really cool alleyways and murals everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, Johnny Cash, it's really fun to put people on those murals, so, murals, yeah, so. What about your favorite Tampa St. Pete location to shoot? I love Bayshore, Mm -hmm. love doing that. Um, I like all-inclusive venues over here, because the parking sucks. So yeah. I like to be able to get a VIP pass and pull <laughs> in. But the all-inclusive venues over here in this area are beautiful. They really take care of their grounds, and they ha- give us really good spots to shoot. And so nice. I love them. Uh, what's your favorite wedding app? I don't know. I don't think I have a wedding. Like, Wedding Wire has an app, which I love, mm-hmm. you know, for on the photographer side of it. Um, also, the Knot... But the Knot and the Wedding Wear, their apps work really well for brides to be able to fill in their information without having to pull up a laptop. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't know another app that I would really I say. guess Pinterest would be one yeah, of those. Pinterest I mean, it's would not be, wedding specific, but... Right, Pin- for planning and designing. We do love... So back in the day, photographers would say, give you a list to fill out. I used to do it, and you'd have to fill out all your questions mm-hmm. about photos and your style. And now, we Pinterest is our list. Mm-hmm. So we just say, send us your Pinterest board of what you want for photography and then we'll do our best you know obviously we're like if you're having a farm wedding and you want to look like you're on an island not gonna happen not gonna happen but send us your favorite stuff for your venue style and that's kind of your list so well maybe there's um maybe this is a hole in the industry that i mean i'm sure there are wedding there's not a lot of wedding apps that I mean, at least I haven't seen any. I see, you know, if there's photo editing apps and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But wedding apps, I don't see a lot of those out. Hmm. So. Interesting. Well, Melody, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, you're welcome. It was, um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, tell the listeners guys. how they can find you on social media and your website. Instagram is Angel Wings Photo. Um, okay. There is two Angel Wings. Mine is Angel Wings Photo. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is Angel Wings Photography, Melody Purcell. And my website is angelwingsphotography.com. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening today, guys. Thank you very much. Talia Keen. I'm Abby Kiefer, and stay pretty, America. Stay pretty. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. I have a very good friend as a guest today, Kaya Cardonic. So I have to say, I'm really impressed by your Instagram feed. I love it. I mean, keto is just, it's, it works for me whenever I do it. We all know I'm obsessed with pizza, so I do keto for like a month and then I'm back on the carbs. But tell us a little bit about how you got started with your keto journey. 
Sure. So um, January of 2018, I actually started. So it's been almost a year and a half now. Um, I was tired of always procrastinating and not actually following through on diets and stuff. Um, So I just committed and I went for it. I surrounded myself with a bunch of positive people. Mm -hmm. I've actually lost 55 pounds since then. Um, And I made a keto Instagram page um, back in September just to kind of keep me motivated and keep me on track. And mostly did it, too, because I always lose my recipes. So I really wanted to save those. So now. I feel like I can't quit, though, because of all these motivational people around me. And you're committed to it, especially like posting kind of gives you that responsibility. Like, I have to do this and I want to share my journey, which is great because I watch you and I'm inspired. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play and RadioInfluence.com.